Hi, welcome to the Bridge Podcasts. We hope you enjoy the following message. For more information on all that's happening at the Bridge Church, please visit www.bridge-church.com. But we've all just come on this three-week journey, um, setting things aside, deciding or choosing that we're going to give certain things up and that we're going to use that time to pursue the things of the Lord instead. And in Matthew chapter 6, verse 16, it says, when you fast, don't look gloomy like the hypocrites. So if you've, if you've felt, if you've looked gloomy the last few weeks, then, um, well, I believe that's going to change. Amen. You're going, to re- you're going to reap the rewards of the fast. You, m- you might have looked a little gloomy at times. They disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. But truly, I say to you, they've received their reward. Ouch. That's all you're going to get. <laughs> but when you fast, anoint your head. You can anoint yourself. Anoint your head and wash your face that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who's in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Amen? And so, isn't that great that God promises us a reward? Thank God for His promises. He promises us a reward. The reward is always sure. The timing is up to Him, but the reward is, is irrevocable. God will never go back on it. Amen? But what a promise. What an insight into the kind of relationship that God wants us to have with him. He wants us to be so, so very close to him. To be in that private place with him. Have times of intimacy with him. And the reason he asks us to do this, so that nobody else knows about what you're going through, but you're revealing your soul to me in those private times. Does anyone here go to God in your quiet, private time and you just bear everything to him? Thank God we can do that with him, amen? You might not have the confidence or the trust in anyone else to do that, but God says you can come to me and you can reveal everything about yourself to me, amen? And so there's no effort involved in concealing anything. We can't hide anything from God. We can't conceal anything. And when we go to God in those private times, when we decide I'm going to fast, because the fast isn't over, you can fast from now until the end of the year. (laughs) This collective groan. You can fast every week. You can fast once a week. You can continually fast. And... Fasting produces strength, produces strength. And those private times give us the strength and the power to go out and to do what God's asked us to do and be ministers of the good news of the, uh, to the world. Amen? And so some people say, okay, I get all that. But I don't know if I can be anointed. Can you be anointed? Well, the Bible says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. For all the promises of God find their yes in him. That is why it is through him that we utter our amen to God for his glory. So we line up with his promises. We agree with them, yes? And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us. And who has also put his seal on us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Amen? 
So the Holy Spirit sealed our hearts. When we surrendered our lives to Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit sealed our hearts. Just the same way as Jesus' life was sealed and empowered by the Holy Spirit when he was baptized. Do you know that Jesus was baptized by John? And it was, a, it was actually the Holy Spirit visibly descended on Jesus and empowered him for the service that he had to go and complete. And so I'm going to read just now in Isaiah 61. We're going to read Isaiah 61, how Jesus, Jesus Christ, and that means Christ means the anointed one. He went around and he touched people wherever he went, people who were sick, people who were um, mourning or in distress and despair. And he went around and he touched them. Sometimes he would touch them or he would use, uh, in one case, he gave sight to the blind man just with saliva and dirt. But he would lay hands on these people and, that, and anoint them and that those, those burdens would lift. The, 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 he would deliver people. So what's the anointing for? The anointing is for the setting apart of your life, our lives, unto service. That's what it's for. It's, the anointing is, to cons, is for consecration, consecration. When you anointed something in the Old Testament, it was to set it apart. The priests would anoint something and they would consecrate it as holy unto the Lord. They dedicated it. And whenever we choose this path to set ourselves apart and to be anointed, God's favor rests upon us. Do you believe that? Just that decision of saying, God, I'm going to set myself apart for the rest of this year. Some of you might say, I'm going to be bold and say, I'm going to set myself apart for the rest of my life. As soon as we make that decision to consecrate our lives and and and, and, and live life in a, in a holy way, God says, my favor is going to rest upon you. And that is what Isaiah 61 is all, around, all about, and we'll get there just now. So today could be your divine moment. Today could be the day you make a decision to set yourself apart to be in the service of the Lord you may, you may up until this point have never considered giving any more time apart from a Sunday to the Lord, but today could be a turnaround in that. Today could be the day where, you, where, where the Holy Spirit drops something into your spirit and says, this is the way I would have you walk, go in that way. And that could lead, lead you to being an evangelist. It could lead you to being a pastor could lead you to being someone who works in the community to help people that are brokenhearted, to being a counselor. It could lead you in any of these directions. And the anointing will give you the strength to do that. Amen? So the anointing is, the anointing is still for today. And when, if you're sitting in this place today and you've never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ and said, Lord, I confess my sin, just according to Romans 10, 9. I confess my sin. You are faithful and just to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. God says, yeah, that's now done. And, if, and, 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 and we open our hearts, we surrender to him. Jesus comes in to take control, live in our, in our lives. We give him the throne of our hearts. 
And the same anointing that raised Christ from the dead, what does the Bible say, dwells in you. And some of us say, well, how can, how can we have that much anointing? The Bible says the same, the same power, the same anointing that Jesus operated in. And, and there was, the Bible makes no bones about it. It says, the works that I, that I have done, you will do also, and greater works than these. Amen? And then in John 16, it says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go, this is Jesus speaking, the helper won't come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. So we get the Holy Spirit. Jesus went and we got the Holy Spirit. And the, the Holy Spirit has two important things. And this is an anointing service. The Holy Spirit is present here right now. The, uh, the Holy Ghost is in this room right now. We ushered him in and welcomed him in when we said, we wait for you. We are waiting for you to come and walk into this room. The Holy Spirit is right here in this room right now. And he's here to help and comfort you. He is here to help and comfort you. And he is here to guide you. Do you know, we can't go far in life without the help and the comfort and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We won't get far. We can't go far. We can't prosper in any area of our lives without God's help and without the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. What is a shepherd? A shepherd is a guide. He's the guide. When you want to go somewhere, the Lord is your shepherd. The Lord is the one who will guide you to that place. And if you've ever walked around Ayrshire, if you walk around West Cobride, you'll see loads of sheep in the fields. And sheep tend to kind of walk around aimlessly. They might follow one of the sheep, in the, a, a lead sheep or something, but they tend to walk around aimlessly. I didn't know this, but if you look at a sheep's tracks, they're never straight. Do you know why? Because sheep always stop and look behind them to see. They, look, they stop and look behind them and they keep on walking. So whenever you look at a sheep's tracks, it's always like this, all over the place. But then when the shepherd comes, what happens? They go straight to the shepherd. The shepherd is our guide, and he, the Lord is our shepherd, amen? So we have the Holy Spirit to show us the way forward. And this morning, if, you've, if, if, if you're in this place and you don't know the way forward in your life, the Holy Spirit, I believe, is going to reveal the way forward for you. And every Christian in this place, everyone who's been praying and preparing for this morning, we should be preparing and praying and being, be getting ready to draw alongside people who are unsure of the future. Because God, according to Jeremiah 29, has a plan and a purpose and a future for you. He doesn't want you to be aimless. He doesn't want you to be that sheep who's kind of aimless. And, oh, oh, hang on, there's, there's, been, a, there's been a threat or th this, there's a panic and all of a sudden the whole flock darts in one direction. God says, keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes on me. And he calls us a flock. He calls us a, his flock. So I want to, the only thing I want to do this morning is read Isaiah 61 to you, then we're going to go on. And this is in the New International Version. It's the full chapter. The year 
of the Lord's favor. That's what Isaiah 61 is talking about, the year of God's favor. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. This morning, you can receive the Holy Spirit and you can be a preacher to the poor. Amen. You can receive the Holy Spirit. You can have the fullness of the Holy Spirit this morning. When we lay hands on you, all, you're getting nothing from us apart from our love and whatever God has shown us to pray for. The anointing comes from the Holy Spirit. The power comes from him, not from us. And this morning, you, you, the, that anointing can transform your life. When you come up here, you can just say, I'm just going to the front to be anointed and it's just something we do. Or you can come up here with your heart bursting, full of expectation because you know that something has to change in your life. Amen. Something is bound to change. And when's it going to change? It's going to change when you're ready for it to change. And if you're ready for it to change, it can change this morning. You can be a proclaimer of the gospel to the poor when the Holy Spirit fills you up. You know, we cannot preach to anybody, let alone the poor, without the anointing. That we need the anointing. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. The anointing this morning, the anointing upon your life will help heal the brokenhearted. Who comes into contact with brokenhearted people through the week? I'm sure we all do. With the anointing, we can do something for the brokenhearted. Amen? The Holy Spirit draws people. The Holy Spirit in you, living in us, draws people to come. The brokenhearted will come, the sick will come, and the captives come. They'll come to the place where the Holy Spirit is at work. I'm de declaring over the Bridge Church today that this is a place where the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are in operation. Amen. Amen. We receive it. And we have to cultivate those gifts. If we, get, if we receive a gift and put it on the shelf and say, yeah, I got that from Eleanor one time, and I go and I look at it next Christmas time. Oh, that was a great gift from Eleanor. But if I treasure and I value that gift and, it, and I use it every single day, what a difference that gift has made in my life. With the help of the Holy Spirit, the captives can be set free. I can't, we can't set anybody free without the Holy Spirit. And this morning, whatever you're, you have been held captive to, the Holy Spirit will break that captivity off your life. The bondage will be broken off your life. Have you ever noticed that the things that, that, that the enemy gets us addicted to are very hard to put down and not go back to? Isn't it just the way the devil, whatever the devil has, whatever path we, you know, we, if we go down that road, it's hard to give it up. But the Holy Spirit has the power to completely break it. So we do not go. We do not have the... You know, um, I think it was Oscar Wilde who once says, I can resist everything except temptation. Yeah, that's so true. We think we can resist everything and then all of a sudden temptation comes. 
Isn't it, so, isn't it so interesting that when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, the exact same things happened with the bread and the stone. Satan said to Jesus, oh, you can turn these stones into bread. And Jesus, it was because of the Holy Spirit. He resisted it. We need that to resist. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion. To bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. The Bible says that you will have beauty for ashes. You, what, is, what, is it, what is it to be beautiful? It's to be attractive. The Holy Spirit makes us attractive. You know, it doesn't matter what we look like on the outside. The Holy Spirit makes us beautiful. He makes us beautiful on the inside. Amen. He makes you beautiful. You know, the difference between maybe, why, Lord, why am I having such trouble in relationships? The difference could just be the Holy Spirit making us beautiful, making us attractive. Amen. The oil of joy instead of mourning. The oil of joy, the anointing oil of joy for mourning. Heavy-hearted, despairing, sorrowful, the anointing oil of joy for mourning. The anointing will make you joyful. The anointing will make you happy. Uh, Yeah, the anointing makes us happy. So, we get a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. I'm, I'm convinced in my own life that the difference between having a good day and a bad day is praising in the morning. Praise, lift up your praise in the morning. Be healed of sorrow and a heavy heart. Today the anointing can heal you of deep wounds. It's getting better, this. They will be called oak of righteousness. I think I described Bill and Gordon as oaks before. <laughs> oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Believe it this morning that you can be a tree of righteousness, planted of the planting of the Lord. Amen. A tree of righteousness. You know what Proverbs t- says in Proverbs 24 verse 16, a righteous man may fall seven times. A righteous man may fall. It doesn't say that a righteous man will never fall down. It says a righteous man may fall seven times, but he will get up again. He'll rise again. But the wicked stumble in times of disaster and they will collapse. You know, it takes the help of the Holy Spirit to be a tree of righteousness. It takes the anointing to be a tree of righteousness. Because when you are planted and you're anointed to do a certain thing, nothing will move you. Nothing is going to shift you. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places that have been long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. The anointing will make you a builder. It'll help you to be a builder. And not just a builder of new things but a builder of things that have crumbled and fallen in the past, you will rebuild them. You will rebuild your relationships. You will, you will rebuild the, your business. We've had lots of disappointments, but God comes alongside us and he says, don't lose hope, don't lose heart. You're going to rebuild. You're going to rebuild your life. 
you just think, all is lost. I'm just going to walk this out until my dying day. God says, no, I'm coming alongside you now to rebuild your life. Rebuild your life. Your latter days will be greater than your former days, says the Lord. Strangers will shepherd your flocks and foreigners will work your fields and vineyards. Foreigners will feed your flocks. The anointing will draw support. I've got no one around me, Pastor David. No one comes, no one comes near me. No one comes to help me. No one comes to support me. I declare in the name of Jesus that when you're anointed, support will come your way. Support will come. There will be an attraction for people to come around you and support you because the anointing will begin to work in your life. For even people from foreign lands will come to help you. <laughs> it's so good. And you will be called priests of the Lord. You will be named ministers of our God. And you, minister, you shall be called priests of the Lord. Oh, but hang on, I'm just little old me. You can have a priestly anointing, a priestly ministry in your life. The Bible calls us prophet, priests, and kings. We don't need to get that out of context too much, but we have to understand that we are ministering saints to those who need Jesus. You will feed on the wealth of nations, and in their riches you will boast. Instead of shame... This, now this, I believe this is going to hit some people this morning because it really touched my life. Instead of shame, you will receive a double portion. For your shame, you'll have double honor. For your, we all have a past and the devil tries to remind us of our shame. He tries to remind us of our past. And people might know you. They might say, oh, I, know, I know that, Dion. I know, I know that, I know that, Alex. I know them. I know what they were like. People will try and identify you with your past. If they did it with Jesus, they'll do it with you. People will, oh, he's just the carpenter's boy from Nazareth. People will try and identify you and they'll try and take, drag you back into your shame but you'll be an astonishment to those people. You will, you will be a, such a surprise to them when you have the anointing in your life. Instead of shame, you will have double honor. Instead of shame, Romans 10:11 says that whoever believes on him shall not be put to shame. So your shameful days are behind you. You can, you can leave, you can walk away from the shame of your past and you can walk into a guilt-free future. Do you believe that? Yes. Now the Holy Spirit is still going to convict us. He's still going to, oh, you, I'm going to convict you of that, of what you did. But then we, we have a, keep a short account with God and make right with God. And there's no guilt, there's no shame. And instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance, no disgrace. And so you'll inherit a double portion in your land and everlasting joy will be yours. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. In my faithfulness, I will reward my people and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. 
All who see them will acknowledge that they are a people that the Lord has blessed. I, yeah, I delight greatly in the Lord and my soul rejoices in my God for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest and as a bride adorns herself with jewels, as the soil makes the sprout come up and a garden causes seeds to grow, so the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. Amen. Can we all say amen? Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our website, www.bridge-church.com and connect with us via Facebook and Twitter.